0: Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston, Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Good morning, Mount Calvary Nation and friends and a happy Palm Sunday 2020 to you. We're coming to you live from the sanctuary of the Mount Calvary Church just me and a skeleton crew here. With the pandemic that's going on, we didn't want to endanger anybody, but we're grateful for the technology. We're grateful for the opportunity to come to you right where you are. Although we can't be physically in the same space, we are the church of the living God. And we're grateful for another opportunity to be with the saints across the airwaves to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth together. Let's pray and head on into today's service. Father, we thank you for life. We thank you for health and strength. We thank you, Lord, because you have kept us another week and allowed us to see the start of a new one. What a wonderful Savior you are, Lord. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for filling us with the precious Holy Ghost. Thank you for this opportunity to share with countless people all around the world, the gospel of Jesus Christ. We give you praise, Lord, because even in the midst of a pandemic, you're still God. You're still worthy, and so we'll still praise you. You've still been good to us. You've still provided for every need in our lives. You're still our healer. You're still our keeper. You're still our protector, Lord, and we thank you. Father, no good gift have you withheld from us, and we are so grateful. We're grateful to you, Lord, and so from our souls we cry, hallelujah. We enter into your gates with thanksgiving. We enter into your courts with praise. We are thankful unto you, and we bless your name. You are good. Your mercy endures to all generations. You be glorified today in the name of Jesus and for your glory alone. Let all the saints agree together, amen, amen. God bless you. Listen, in 2017, I preached a sermon on Palm Sunday entitled Ride On King Jesus. Ride On King Jesus. A sermon about what to do as you welcome the king into your situation. Take a look now, take a listen now as we revisit the sermon Ride On King Jesus and find out what to do as we welcome Jesus into our situation. Listen, if there was ever a time when we needed to welcome the king in, that time is now. Take a listen and I'll be back after the message for the Lord's Supper. God bless you. used to sing it. If you find anything that shouldn't be, Lord, take it out and strengthen me. I want to be right. I want to be saved. I want to be whole. Is that anybody's prayer today? Lord, search me. Search me. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 19 Luke chapter 19, if you would look at it, beginning at verse 29. If you don't have it in your Bible, it is on the screen. Luke chapter 19, at verse 29, to start. And it came to pass, when he was come nigh to Bethpage and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village over against you, in the which at your entrance ye shall find a colt tied, whereon yet never man said, Loose him and bring him hither. And if any man ask you, Why do you lose him? Thus shall ye say unto him, because the Lord hath need of him. And they that were sent went their way, and found even as he had said unto them. And as they were loosing the colt, the owners thereof said unto them, Why loose ye the colt? And they said, The Lord hath need of him. And they brought him to Jesus. And they cast their garments upon the colt, and they set Jesus thereon. And as he went, they spread their clothes in the way. And when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Verses 29 through 38 of Luke chapter 19. You may be seated. Just a just a uh, a note. When we come together next week, I'd like for us to, uh, if you would, just bring a little something extra for March of Dimes. We uh, March of Dimes fights uh, premature birth, and in the African American community, uh, the premature birth rates. Are staggering in relation to other communities. Uh, I'll have some of those statistics next week when we come. But if you could bring just a little something extra, we want to uh, we want to help uh, the March of Dimes in that effort. So today is what we call in the Christian calendar Palm Sunday. Today is the day that we celebrate. Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem leading up to his crucifixion, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. This is the day we celebrate this procession of Jesus into Jerusalem, this humble convoy that the prophets of old told us about. Zechariah had already made mention of it he said see your king comes to you righteous and victorious lowly and riding on a donkey on a colt the foal of a donkey the psalmist wrote about it in Psalm 118 when he wrote blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord we bless you from the house of the Lord that's what we celebrate today I don't want to take this scripture out of context. I don't want to play with its meaning. I don't want to misuse or misinterpret its meaning. I don't want to misrepresent the focus of the text. But I do want to look at the story today from a little different perspective. This is certainly a story of old. It refers to a time that has come and gone. And we honor God for the significance of Jesus' entry into Jerusalem as the prelude to his crucifixion. This is indeed the build-up to his death, his burial, and his resurrection, the very centerpiece of the Gospel. But there is a truth in this text that a whole lot of people miss. They don't see it because, unfortunately, they stop at the history of the text. They only see the significance to those who were standing, lining the streets as Jesus rode by. But I want to offer this morning that in a very real way, we still need Jesus to ride on in. Those There are those of us in this very room right now who are simply at the end of our rope. Those who, although they can't say it, those who are feeling like, Lord, if you don't do something about my situation, Jesus, if you don't step in, if, if you don't do something, I'm likely to do something that's going to get me in trouble. There, believe it or not, there are people in here right now who need the Lord to ride on into your situation, to ride into your world. And if you'll allow me just a little while today I want to offer that there is a lesson we can gather from those who are gathered on the side of the road on that way to Jerusalem. Those who welcomed Jesus into Jerusalem. Those who stood in eager anticipation of what Jesus would do in their situation. You see, they were not passive while they were waiting. They were not passive while they were waiting. They were not inactive as they stood by the road. Listen to me. Their actions displayed their desperation. Their movements reflected their hunger. Their activities expressed their excitement. Have you ever been there? I know we all say we're waiting on something, but you're not really waiting if you're just twiddling your thumbs while you're waiting. People who are really waiting in expectation are usually doing something while they— my mother used to tell me like this, good things come to those who hustle while they wait. And if you'll allow me just a little bit of time, I want to preach from the subject, right on, King Jesus. Right on so let me tell you about the story here's, here's what's going on Jesus comes to Bethpage and he tells his disciples to go on ahead of him because they're going to find a donkey and a colt tied there to bring the animals to him and if anybody asks why are you loosing these animals you tell them that the Lord has need of them and so they go and they do as Jesus has commanded and they find what Jesus has commanded and Jesus gets on the animal and rides on into Jerusalem and as he rides he is met by crowds of people. There is a throng of people who who is excited to see him coming because they believe that he is the one who is coming to rescue them from Roman rule. They think that he is the one who is coming to overthrow the government. They believe that he is the one who is coming to relieve their oppression. They believe he is the one who is coming to change their lives. They believe that he is the one who is riding into their situation to turn their situation around. And the first action of the crowd is one we need to understand today. Three of the gospel writers included in the telling of their story Matthew, Mark, and Luke all point point out in their telling of this story the first thing that the crowd does they welcome, as they welcome Jesus in their situation and it provides us with our first stopping point today. Here it is as Jesus was riding. They take their cloaks off and they throw them down on the road. They throw their coats at Jesus' feet. And the first thing I want to tell you today, if you want Jesus to ride on into your situation, if you're desperate for him to come to where you are and to shift things and to turn things around, number one, remove your cover-up. You want to welcome Jesus into your situation? You want, you're desperate for Jesus to make himself known? You want him to come on in? Take off what you're hiding under. The Bible says many in the crowd took off their cloaks, their coats, their tunics, their clothes, their their outer garment. You recognize that clothes serve a purpose. Uh Uh-huh. Clothes keep us warm when it's cold. They protect our skin from the elements. But that's not what clothes were designed for originally. Clothes were designed to hide things. Now, I know in 2017, there doesn't seem to be much hiding behind clothes. (laughs) Because the designers got us fooled. You're going to pay the same amount of money for less fabric. But the truth be told, even tight clothes hide some stuff. It's been that way from the beginning. I I didn't make this up. I know what I'm talking about. You have to go back to the first designers. You've heard the story. God placed Adam and Eve in the garden, right? And they said, and He said, "Now y'all keep the garden, and you can eat of any tree except one. There's only one tree that I want you to leave alone—the tree of the knowledge of good and evil." Y'all remember that story? But one day, uh, Adam, uh, while Adam is—I don't—I don't know what he's doing, but he ain't saying nothing. And so the cunning serpent comes and speaks to Eve and says, "Hey, Eve, did God really say that you can't eat none of these trees?" And Eve said. Uh, she, she makes the mistake of engaging in the serpent's conversation. That, I, this ain't one of my points. This is just parenthetically. Would you look and tell somebody, quit talking back to the devil? See, When he comes and tries to engage you in conversation about what God has said, don't you know he is a liar and the father of lies? When he starts talking, you just shut up. So Eve makes the mistake of engaging in his conversation, and she says, no, 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 serpent. Uh, God, God said we could just not eat of this one tree. And the serpent says to her, listen, God don't know what he's talking about. He's just trying to protect his own territory. He's trying to protect his godship. And he knows that when you eat of that tree, you'll be just like he is. And she falls for it. The devil tells her she won't really die. And she falls for it. All of a sudden, she sees that the tree is good for food. And it's pleasant to the eye. It'll make her wise. And so she takes the fruit and she eats. And then she gives it to her husband with her. And he ate. And then the Bible says their eyes were open and they knew they were naked. And so the first designers in human history grabbed some fig leaves and sewed them together to make themselves clothes to cover up. Clothes were designed to cover up. <laughs> I walked to the church yesterday. I try to walk a couple times a week when the weather is nice, and I walked to the church. And I was walking back home, and I went across the parking lot where the Webb brothers were over there washing cars. And uh, and Mr. Webb yelled out. He said, "Pastor, I see you losing all that weight." would not have you ignorant brethren (laughs) it ain't going nowhere I just had on the right clothes to cover it right and many of us are yet doing the same thing hiding behind stuff to cover up our own inadequacies you don't believe me we hide behind degrees we hide behind hardness can't nobody get to me I'm hard we hide behind friends we hide behind money we hide behind relationships we hide behind sex we hide behind weed we hide behind positions you tell them reverend some of us hide behind religion we hide behind churchiness we hide behind the pulpit we hide behind committees touch somebody tell them take off the mask you want Jesus to come on into your situation learn how to be real with him Uh, somebody can testify in here today there comes a point in life when life will make you take the place will, will, will just make you say I don't Care. I don't care enough to keep wearing this mask. I don't care enough to keep wearing this cloak. Listen, I don't care if you see the real me or not, I am desperate enough for God. Now, here's my question: Why would you try to hide something anyway from somebody who knows everything? You don't believe me? Psalm 139 says it like this: Oh Lord, you've searched me and you know me. You know when I sit down, you know when I get up you understand me from far off you know my path you know when I lie down you're acquainted with all my ways even before I form a word on my tongue you already know what I'm going to say you have beset me behind and before and you've laid your hand on me such knowledge is too wonderful for me it's too high I can't even where can I go from your spirit if I ascend to heaven you're there if I make my bed in hell you're there If I take the wings of the morning and fly to the uttermost part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me. If I try to get darkness to cover myself, even the darkness will be light around me. You possess my reins. You made me. Remove the cover-ups Stuff that stands in between us and Jesus riding on in. They threw it down at his feet. Paul said it like this I count everything lost so I can know him. I come to tell you this morning, God already knows who you are. Can I say something that might get me in trouble? He is not intimidated by our sin. We don't have to pretend with God. I mean, have you ever considered the Psalms? I know we like the good churchy ones. We like the ones that say, praise ye the Lord, right? we like the psalms uh, that, that say give thanks unto the Lord for he is good we like those, we like that type of psalm, we like the psalm that says let everything that has breath praise the Lord, we like those kind of psalms but what about the other psalms, the ones that say how long O Lord What about the psalms that say, "How long am I going to have to suffer with? It? How long are you going to let my enemies triumph over me?" What about the psalms that say, "Where are you, Lord?" What about the psalms that say, "Why have you forsaken me?" And that's Bible from David, a man after God's own heart, but we keep making people feel like if they want to say that to God they must not be saved they must not be right, they ain't filled with the holy, how can you ask God how long how can you ask God why how can you ask God what are you doing how can you ask God where are you you ain't right, somebody should have told David somebody tell him just be real if we'd get rid of the cover-ups we wouldn't be so emotionally unstable we wouldn't be so fragile it takes a lot of energy to act whatever you're using to cover yourself with today I invite you to throw it at the master's feet. I'm almost done. I'm not going to keep you long today. But then Luke says something else that the crowd does. Verse, uh, We've we've looked at what he says. Uh, They took off what was covering them up, and they threw it down. Well, then the second thing they do is in verse 37. Verse 37 says, When Jesus was near, (laughs) verse 37 says when he was near they began to do something else as they saw he was getting closer there was one more action they took the first thing they did was remove the cover up the second thing they did Was they rejoiced and praised God with a loud voice for all the mighty works He had done. The second thing, rejoice in the King. You want Him to come in? You need Him in your situation. You, number one, remove the cover up. Number two, learn how to rejoice in the King. You want Jesus, you want to welcome Him in? You want Him to know that you're desperate for Him to take over? First, remove the cover-up, and then rejoice. Now, I know you think that I'm pulling this out of nowhere, but it it really lines up with John chapter 4 when Jesus tells the woman at the well, the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship me in spirit and uh in truth. There's a reason that you got to take off the cover-up first so that you can worship in spirit and in truth. There's too many of us trying to worship God cloaked up, trying to worship God covered up. See, what we do is we bring our churchy selves into worship. We, we, We bring our church face. We bring our church mask. We Y'all don't believe me. We even bring our church hallelujah, right? You got saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, so you can't say hallelujah anymore. Now you say hallelujah, because you bring the, the... But the Bible points out here I'm trying to hurry up. The Bible points out here first remove the cover up, and then you can rejoice for real. Then you'll have worship that goes beyond the ceiling. Then you'll have worship that shifts the act. If you remove the cover up, then you can rejoice. Luke, oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Anybody in here want to be free today? Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you. So. Uh. I didn't know what the old preachers were talking about when they said I feel my help now but I got to tell you I feel it <laughs> my daddy used to say I feel the fire <sighs> so mm. Luke says as Jesus got closer they began to rejoice and to praise God With a loud, as he got closer, they opened up their mouths. As he drew nigh, as he got closer to where they were, as he got closer to their situation, as their deliverance rode closer and closer. To where, as their Savior rode closer and closer to where they were, they opened up their mouths and began to praise Him. Would would y'all help me? Would y'all help me preach today? Look at somebody and prophesy to them. Here He comes. I see Him. Look at somebody else. Tell them here He comes. I can hear him. Here he comes. I can feel him. <laughs> Here he comes. I just know in my knower. Here he comes. He's on the way. He's on the way. He's oh, glory, 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 glory. And, and he comes, he comes riding down the Mount of Olives and as he comes riding down the Mount of Olives they begin to praise him and my advice to you today is as you see him approaching as you hear him coming as you feel his presence that you would begin to rejoice and to praise him for two reasons. First of all, they rejoice with a loud voice. The Bible says, for all the works, the mighty works that they had seen. Now, I don't care what's bothering you today. Whatever state you're in right now, whatever the situation in which you find yourself, you have to admit you've seen God do some things. There's some things you've experienced that you know had to be God. Some doors that you know you couldn't open yourself. Some ways that God has made in your life. You've seen Him provide for you and for your family when you couldn't make ends meet. Some stuff that you know is more than a lucky chance, it's more than a coincidence. As a matter of fact, the very fact that you're sitting here right now after some of the stuff you've been through, the stuff you've lived through, is reason enough to give God some praise. They're praising him. First of all, for what they've seen. You see, John says in his gospel that there were many there who were there when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. And there were some who just came to see Lazarus, who just wanted to put their eyes on the miracle. There were some in the crowd who just wanted to see the miracle that they had heard about. Would you hug somebody's neck and tell them if you really want to see a miracle? Just look at me. Look at me. I'm a testimony. I didn't make it on my own. I'm not standing here alone. But it was Jesus... Who gave me this opportunity? Look at me. I'm a testimony. But not on But not only did they praise him for what they had seen. But the next verse says, they praised him because he's the king. Verse 38 said, "Blessed be the king that comes in the name of the Lord they praise him not just for what he's done but they praise him for who he is when Matthew's telling the story he said as Jesus entered Jerusalem they start looking at each other and saying who is this? Who is this man that's riding on a donkey into Jerusalem who is this? That all the people are saying, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Who is this who raised Lazarus from the dead? I would like to answer that question on my way to my seat. I'm glad you asked the question, who is this? Because Daniel said, he's the Ancient of Days. Song of Solomon said, he's the Rose of Sharon and the lily of the valley Matthew said he's Emmanuel God with us Mark said he's the holy one the anointed one the Messiah John said he's the I am the light of the world the good shepherd the lamb of God the word made flesh Paul said he is that unspeakable gift John the Revelator said he's Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Who is this? My Savior, my healer, my deliverer, my friend, my confidant. Everything, all right. Y'all don't believe me. Look at somebody, tell them, Here he comes, here he comes, here he comes, here he comes. Here he come. Wow, here, here he comes. Ride, ride on King Jesus. Ride on into our situation. Ride on into our circumstance. We will stop hiding behind the cloak and we will rejoice in our Savior. He is our deliverer. He is our Savior. He is the one who rescues. I said it before, if ever there was a time when we needed his deliverance. we needed his rescuing, when we needed him to get us out of the situation, to turn everything around, that time is now. What a word, what a word from the word of God. We're grateful that Jesus rode into Jerusalem that day. We're grateful because it was the start of a trying week for him that would lead ultimately to the cross of Calvary. where Where he he took took on the sins of the whole world, was crucified, died, and and buried. But the Bible Bible says on the third day, he got got up from from the grave with all power in his hands. hands. What What a a wonderful wonderful Savior he is. And and today, on this Palm Sunday, we will will celebrate celebrate the Lord's Lord's Supper. supper. We will will celebrate celebrate that the Passover lamb was was given given for you and for and for me. We'll celebrate celebrate that that his body was given, that that his blood blood was shed, so so that you and I could have have a right to the tree of life. Won't you get your elements? Uh, Many many of you came came to the church church yesterday and picked up up your elements. If you don't don't have your elements, elements, you can can grab grab bread bread and juice. juice. We're going going to bless it all in this special circumstance. circumstance. We're going going to bless it all, and then we will partake together. We'll partake together, all right? Won't Won't you sing sing with me? The blood blood that Jesus Jesus shed shed for for me, me, way way back on Calvary, it'll never never lose its power. Come come on, on, let's let's sing sing together. together. While While you get get your your elements elements together, together, let's let's sing. come Come on, join me. The blood. Love that gives me strength From day to day It will never lose its power Come on, and it suits my doubts testify it reaches. It reaches to the highest mountain. And it flows to the lowest valley. It flows me strength from day to day, it will never lose, never lose its power. One more time, come on, it reaches to the highest, it reaches to the highest. Oh, thank God it flows to the lowest, to the lowest valley, oh oh, yes, oh the blood that gives me strength, hallelujah, from day to day. lose its power. Thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank God for his blood. Are you ready? Let's partake together. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread. He gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, this bread is my body given for you. Now take and eat ye all of it. Likewise, in the same manner, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks for the cup, gave it to his disciples, and said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for the remission of sins. Now take and drink all of it. We give God praise for the blood and the body of Jesus Christ what a wonderful savior we serve what a wonderful savior we serve remember this week as you go through the week i know these are difficult times but whatever it is you may be hiding behind take it off so that you can welcome the king of kings into this situation no matter what it looks like no matter what it feels like You got to rejoice in the King Hosanna save oh God blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord we need him we need him and if we will rid ourselves of the extras and rejoice in him he said I'll come when you call what a wonderful Savior he is listen don't forget uh, today between 11:30 and 12:30, if you want to drop off your tithes and offerings, the deacons will be here at the church 3375, Pastor S. N. Winston Senior Way. They will be here to serve you. You can drop it off. You don't need. You don't even have to get out of the car. They'll be glad to serve you. They got masks. They got gloves. They're ready for you. Come on, and uh, and just say hello. Come on through. All right. God bless you. If the Lord says the same. We will be back with you next week. It is Resurrection Sunday, that high holy day in our Christian calendar where we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. And remember, we're telling the King, right on, King Jesus. God bless you.